Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. And now, count them out. Six different flavors of slushies. Corey told us about this idea back in April. Obviously, somebody understood there could be a heat wave. Ooh, nice and cold, huh? All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. And Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. I mentioned Hyundai. Well, who has Hyundai? Sunbury Motors has Hyundai, and they're... Christmas in July sale on right now for a vehicle that's not only outstanding but also has the best warranty in the business. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, time now for our play-by-play call of the day. LeBron and the NBA, they're back. Four-second difference, LeBron on the fly, got his own miss, and puts it up and in. LeBron James gives the Lakers the lead. Here go the Clippers, down by two. Kawhi's got it. You see the clock, LeBron on Kawhi, down to four. Here's George, he's way outside, a lunging three, no, rebound, Caruso. That's it, Lakers have won. Kevin Harlan, his usual excellence on TNT last night as the Lakers beat the Clippers. Great to have actual plays back on the play-by-play call of the day. Amen to that. Fresh material. All right, let's get to Iowa now. The Hush Blackwell report came out, and it, it goes to a disconnect between what Kirk Ferentz thought he was selling and what Iowa players were told to buy. Interesting. Uh, this is a case of a coach trusting and delegating, which you should be able to do in anything. Believe it or not, we are entrusted and are delegated to do this show. I mean, I'm saying this on the, all kidding aside now. And Matt lines up most of the guests. I'll make suggestions. I'll line up some of the guests, whoever it may be. But we're entrusted to walk in here every day ready to go. That's, that's our responsibility. And I'm sure Kirk Ferentz, when he looked at his staff over the last 21 years, has entrusted them to be ready to go and to do it the right way. Well, it turned out in some cases it wasn't done the right way. So in this report, players were asked to comment. They interviewed 111 people 
And now, let's see. And of the 111, 75 were either current players or former players. So in those 75 players, current or former, they were asked to make the following comment. Okay? Comment on what is the Iowa way. They received 15 different responses. Now, I think it was, you know, you could put in more than just one, but these are the 15 that came up. Tough, smart, physical. Okay? Discipline. Okay? Regimented. Hardworking. Their way or the highway. Grind it out, no excuses. Do not speak up about things. Follow the rules and stay in line. Don't get in trouble. Do things the right way. Put the team before yourself and stay humble. No nonsense. Show up. Don't complain. Don't have an attitude. Be quiet. Do what you're told. Fly into the radar and don't be flashy. A way to conform and be, in quotations, normal. So those are the player comments on the Iowa way. So now, okay, the dress code is a problem. That dress code for Iowa players just so happened to approve a look that a middle-aged white man might seem appropriate while barring clothes and accessories favored by young black men. So here's the summary of the rules relayed by the players and their responses and the coaches and their responses. Accessories. Players. Not allowed to wear earrings or other jewelry or have tattoos. Personal opinion. Don't care if you have tattoos. Don't care if you have earrings. Don't care if you have other jewelry. That's your own personal taste. That's fine. The coaches. Two coaches explained jewelry rules were actually for health and safety reasons. Two others did not know the rationale. Several noted that the team's policy changed in 2019 to allow earrings. Staff denied any rules about tattoos. Can I say something about the health and safety reason? I do see players either on a field or a court in practice that will have, ear, for example, earrings. You know what I always worry about? Not that it doesn't look good. What if it gets caught on somebody and it rips the earlobe? That's the only thing I. That's the only thing I get concerned about when I see jewelry on the court or on the on a football field. It's the only time I get concerned about it. I'm thinking, oh, geez, what if it gets hit in the wrong way or it gets caught? It has nothing to do with them wearing it. I don't care. It's just my, my, you know, when it comes to the health and safety thing, that is actually something I've thought of before. Like, well, I hope that doesn't get caught in anything because that could really, like, rip and, like, really tear. So that's just me being concerned. That's all. <laughs> I don't care about you wearing it. You can wear whatever you want. Clothing. Players not allowed to wear hats, do rags, tank tops, and required 
to wear only Iowa-issued gear while in the football building. Coaches, they acknowledge rules about dress at team functions while on the road for games and wearing Iowa-issued gear in the football building. I don't know about you, Matt, when it comes to something like this. I don't care if the player walks in there with a do-rag, a tank top, or anything like that. But, boy, they sure are issued a lot of gear. And, you know, to me, it's part of team building. Um, you know, if you're going to work out, you know, we gave you a, a T-shirt, we gave you shorts, whatever. You know, I don't know. And if you're going to go out and do a walkthrough or whatever, you got to wear wear the gear. I mean, that's... But walking in the building, I don't care if you wear a hat, do rag, tank, I don't care. If you want in, in a team meeting, I don't mind in a team meeting if everybody dresses individually. It doesn't matter. Uh, grooming. Number of players reported short hair was required and that hairstyles traditionally associated with black culture um, locks, braids, cornrows were not allowed. I think everyone's known my stance on this forever. I, I don't care if you have cornrows like Mike Watkins did or you have long flowing locks like Trevor Lawrence. All I care, okay, Larry Fitzgerald. Can Larry Fitzgerald, I mean, by all accounts, by all accounts that you read about, can Larry Fitzgerald be a better, more dedicated citizen and player than Larry Fitzgerald? I always go back to the story I told about John Urschel. Penn State fans, when Bill decided, when Bill came in, Bill relaxed the rule on beards. And so, of course, now feeling, quote, free to grow beards. Almost everybody on the football team grew a beard. And, of course, it's coming out in the, you know, that was from the spring to the season. So now they're coming out to do preseason practice and media day, and they all have beards. And, of course, I'm going out to speak, and what, what's the complaint I'm getting, right, about the beards? That we look, quote, we look shaggy, we look, you know, and I said to the group, I said two things, a couple things. I said, one, I said, there'll point, come a point where they're going to grow the beard. It's going to be itchy, lousy, and uncomfortable. I said, and half of them, if not three-quarters of them, are going to shave them off. Right? And then I, then I looked at everybody, and I said, and one more thing. I said, so many of you praise up and down and brag about how great it is that Penn State is John Urschel. I said, John Urschel has a beard. That pretty much at that point settled the issue in the room. Okay. It doesn't matter. Does it matter how long Clay Matthews' hair is? Does it matter how, what you know, what Miles Garrett hair, hair who cares? Care less? So that part, I mean, I never, never understood. This last one's interesting, though. It's overall appearance. The player said there's an expectation of presenting a professional appearance. 
Coaches, expectation of presenting a professional appearance won't explain the presence of scouts in the football building is a big reason why. This goes back to something very simple I've talked about before, and I've talked to my class about this. Uh, when I've talked about social media, and I've tried to talk to my students about social media. I said, I said, I know you want to really express yourself. I've got it. I said, but you're also in a position in life where you're trying to get hired. I said, not all, but some employers will look at social media to kind of check out, like, who you, are, oh, who are you? And if somebody has either no social media presence or a benign social media presence, it might work to their benefit over a wild and explosive social media presence. I said, I'm just trying to give you suggestions so you have the best opportunity to get a job. I'm thinking of you. I said, just as a suggestion. Well, that comes with this as well. Kirk Ferentz And I'm going to tie this into in here at the end. For Kirk Ferentz, okay, you know, we talk about the Iowa way. Everybody has it. The Ohio State way, the Penn State way, the Iowa way. All right? And for Kirk Ferentz, when he looked at He has an idea of what the Iowa way is. And to him, it's a well-intentioned objective. Culture built on accountability, discipline, value of a good night's sleep, you know, all these things, right? And what he envisioned as the Iowa way, and then how it was applied by a couple of coaches and by a strength and conditioning coach didn't resonate at all and was insulting to the players. I mean, Ferentz, in a lot of ways, allowed Chris Doyle in particular, not completely, to morph the Iowa way from what, what what Kirk Ferentz thought it was. Graduate, make the most of football, have a great college experience, into how it was experienced. That's, you know, and not only that, but there, his, his son was mentioned in this report, Brian, and their linebacking coach was mentioned in this report as well. Uh, and that's where this comes into play. What coaches have to do, like any good leader, is they have to listen. It's part of the job. And that's why, for example, you hear about leadership councils. And leadership councils are not new. Remember 15, 16 years ago, Joe Paterno had the breakfast club. That's what he called it, the Breakfast Club. Well, the Breakfast Club was the leadership council. You'd either meet with them at breakfast or you'd meet with them after breakfast. 
you tell me what's going on. Give me an idea what's happening here. All right, let me tell you. Okay, ask me some questions. All right, let me explain why and answer your questions. Well, James has done that. I think James has as many as 25 guys. 25 guys in the leadership council. And he meets with them all the time. Sometimes it's a regularly scheduled meeting. Sometimes they sit, they, they talk after practice. Sometimes they'll talk on the field after practice and say, hey, look, leadership council, I need to meet with you right you know, as soon as you're done with your position groups. Sometimes it happens that way. And it opens the door for the coach to communicate something to them, which in turn gets passed along to other players because hearing it from a peer is really important. It also allows that leadership council to say to him, hey, look, here's a list of things that we're a little bit concerned about. And it's up to him to listen and A, to explain why they're doing it that particular way, or to sit back and say, you know what, I listen to what you have to say. We're going we're to make an adjustment. We're going to do it your way because I think I, I can see exactly what you're saying. And I've seen James do that. I have seen James do that. Saw Joe do it too. But I've seen James do that, where they made a couple of suggestions to him about changing something up because the players thought it would be better, and James made the change. Good leaders not only lead, but part of leading is listening. And by having a leadership council that is talking directly with the head coach, and Pat Chambers has this in basketball too, in talking to the head coach, the head coach now cuts out the middleman. You're not just going to the strength and conditioning coach with a problem. You're not going to your position coach with a problem. You can go right to the head coach. Cuts out the middleman. And it has to be that way. That way you don't lose control of your vision. You're in charge of your vision the entire time. Because, look, this this football, basketball, those two in particular, the reason I bring up those two in particular is those two have a, a professional component to them. All right? Not like other sports don't. I mean, volleyball has some professional wrestling. You can, you can wrestle professionally. And I don't mean WWE. I mean, you can actually wrestle professionally but primarily football and men's basketball have a team component to it so in those two sports we'll take as examples the goal there is to is the same as what I think a university should be for the student body you should be working as hard as you can as a student and the instructor should be working as hard as they can, she or he, to give you the best shot to come out of there so you can get a job. So in football, 3%, smaller percentage of basketball, 3% in football can go to the NFL. You prepare them for that. They've got their shot. They get drafted, sign as a free agent, whatever it may be and you can start your path in the NFL. The other 97% also get a degree because you need to be set up after the NFL, too. The other 97% can take the experience, the discipline, everything that worked with it, the degree, the name Penn State football, the name Penn State basketball, whatever, 
and get themselves on track to getting a job and setting themselves up for life. In the end, the 100% should be able to set themselves up for life based on what's happening. Saquon Barkley has set himself up for life. Penn State sent him on that path. He's finishing his degree, by the way. And Saquon has set himself up for life financially, but he's also set himself up for life in a business sense. He's been very smart about it. He's part of that 3% who's used that to set up his life. John Schaefer, who was the starting quarterback of the 86 National Championship team, is a perfect example of somebody who was not a pro prospect. He briefly was with the Dallas Cowboys in, in training camp, but set himself up for life on Wall Street. And Penn State set him up for that. So the 100% in, in varying ways can each be set up, all of them, for life through their football or basketball experience, whether they get to the pros or whether they, as Chuck Noll would say, go on with their life's work. To me, that's what, what any goal, goal is of any sports program. Now, to the fans, the goal, of course, is to win. Which, if you're going to play, you might as well. We'll take a break. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Trade in and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. Until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade-in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on 3rd Row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to $4,655. Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Souls. With 17 available and savings up to 44.24. The demand for quality pre-owned vehicles is at an all-time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail trade and assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or competitive model. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. Little Luke is going to love the snacks. Tell you. Oh, he will. Right. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. And they have six different flavors of slushies. You do know where a mandatory stop will be for me on Wednesday. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Summary of the Beverage Supermarket. Stock up for the weekend now. 
Yeah, boy, during a heat wave, has a brewer's outlet been an oasis? <laughs> and we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, yes, who has Hyundai? Sunbury Motors has Hyundai, and yes, the Christmas in July Hyundai sale continues. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. By the way, Antonio Brown gets an eight-game suspension. Hey, look, it's a crazy year. I say sign him now, get rid of the eight games, move on. All right. With that, Matt, I allow you to introduce our next guest. I think it's it's high time that you did this and had the honor. The one and only fellow Yankee fan celebrating a good start to the year, the King. What up? Four and one facing the Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Big series. I wasn't happy with J.A. Happ last can, night. It's tough to watch on TV, but Steve, you got a big thing going here. If they do play football, radio's great. The game doesn't change on radio. I've been listening no, to baseball on radio. Yeah. So, no, you know, it doesn't sick. matter that there's no crowd, you know. And then, like the Red Sox, they have a fake, fake crowd in the background. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I, 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 you know what? The funny thing is, I don't mind, for example, the murmur in the crowd. You know, as an as a background, you know, yeah. in between pitches and so forth. Um, but when they do, they give it up. Yeah, yay! It's like, oh, for goodness sakes! Yeah. Like, okay, I got it. I could see well, the balls Lou Maloney up. Lou was talking. Lou Maloney does some of the Red Sox broadcasts yeah. with Joe mm-hmm. Castiglione. Yeah, and I listen to him. He said it's it's weird. He said you walk in there and there's you and the other teams announcing group and maybe the Spanish announcing group and that's it. There's nobody else there. There's no fans. Right. There's no nothing. And right. It's, it's it's very 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 strange, but. The game does not lose its beauty on the radio. Right, know? that's very true. Very yeah, true. And so you should be all set if they play. The TV is tough to watch. I, I just doesn't seem. Just it seems like that's a, you know, a scrimmage or something. But on the radio, as long as the announcer's good and, and beefs it up, it's it's good. So. Anyway, had a tough night the other night, boy. I get home and my beautiful wife's sitting on the couch, right? And she says, I need to show you something. So she pulls her phone out. And it's that monster garage noise, or like those monster trucks. You know, a big roaring yeah. and loud right, and yeah. all this. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Are you into monster trucks? She, she buy says, it? Well, look, huh? <laughs> Did she buy it? Well, I don't know. So I, she shows me, and my face is on the screen. I'm friggin' snoring. <laughs> she taped me snoring. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And she said, no. And she's got ten different <laughs> tapes with recordings. And I'm like, you're going to have to stop now. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> ah, i got to go for that sleep apnea test. Wow. 
Yeah, wow. I mean, it sounds like a monster truck. It's like, a, remember Dad? Dad used to snore. <laughs> oh, so, oh, yeah. The whole house would shake. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, he'd go... <laughs> yeah, he'd do that, yes. <laughs> I remember. I remember. <laughs> He's a big dude. But yeah. I was like, wow, I'm ten times as bad as him. I looked at her, I said, how do you sleep? She says, I can't. Um, so we got to do something. <laughs> I said, okay. We were supposed to go to Cape Cod, and I said, I'm not going. No one will be able to sleep, and now I won't go to bed. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. By the well. by, the way, one other news note for you: the Pac-12 has decided that they're going to start their football season the same weekend as the SEC, September 26th. Wow. Okay. And the championship game will either be the 18th or 19th of December. So that's wow. uh, the Pac. The Pac-12 released its schedule today. Uh, games that can't be played on their scheduled date can be made up during the team's bye weeks or in week 12, which is December 12th. The uh, the Big Ten still has not announced its schedule yet, so we're waiting on that. Okay. How's so Rutgers uh, Rutgers will be allowed to come back on Wednesday. Uh, who tested positive at Penn State? It was a secret there for a while. So. Who? Uh, we don't know. It's it's eight it's eight tests over two weeks. So I don't, I have no idea. I mean, yeah, I know I mean, who's been practicing. Positive, uh, positive. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it depends on the team too. No, I, I know. I, I, they uh, just I read. I I get all their. You know, thing. Right. The, the, they didn't right, announce. The, they just said eight was, athletes, and they would not disclose which. The only, the only team I, the only team I know, and I'm not going to say it, is a non-fall sport had some of them. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That. I mean, the percentage is so had low. Some of them. It's not that. Yeah, it had big some of, a deal. of them. Uh, and and Indiana football is is back at practice. Indiana That's football had had to pause. They're back at practice. Maryland's back at practice. Ohio, so they're all back. As I believe I said in this show on Monday, that Indiana would be back before the end of the week. Correct, Matt? And Correct. Here at the, end, at the end of the week, Indiana's back. So, All right, so we're going to take a break. We've got great trivia coming up. Kevin has been working hard to come up with explosive questions. Great ones. Um. Uh, I'll make up mine as we go here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage all right so let's get to it brought to you by brewers outlet reagan street and somebody the beverage supermarket time now for a little trivia let's have a little fun here to close out the week i will start forbes magazine often read by my two esteemed colleagues 
has announced the top 50 most valuable franchises in the world. Who is the most valuable franchise in sports in the world? I believe it's one of the soccer teams. I'm going to say Man U. Uh, Manchester United for me. The Dallas Cowboys. Really? They are worth. They are worth five point five billion dollars. Can I go vomit now? (laughs) That's why I said the question. I asked the question. Come on, man. No, I knew it was the Cowboys and the the United States, but some of those soccer teams are worth a fortune. Well, Kurt Badenhausen. Yeah, the Cowboys. I was shocked at how much the Redskins are worth. The Redskins, Redskins are worth are like over three billion something billion dollars. Yeah, and three the Mets, billion how much dollars. the Mets are worth. A lot's got right. to do with their cable television. You know, oh with. sure. The the Yankees are second. Yeah, the, they, Yankees, the Yankees are, are se- second at five DFs billion. Have. The Knicks are four point six billion. Right up there. Uh, let's see, Lakers four point four billion. Golden State, $4.3 billion. Number six is Real Madrid. The Patriots are $4.1 billion. Barcelona Soccer is eighth. The New York Giants are ninth at $3.9 billion. Man U is tenth. The Rams are 11th. The Rams wow. are 11th. 49ers, 12. Chicago Bears, 13. The L.A. Dodgers at $3.4 billion are tied for 14th with the Washington football team at $3.4 billion. The Red Sox are 16th at 3.3 billion. Huh. The uh, Bulls and Cubs are tied for 17th. The Jets are tied for 17th. The Celtics are 3.1 billion, tied for 20th. With the Houston Texans, the San Francisco Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles are 23rd at 3.05 billion. Byron Munich 24. The Broncos 25 at 3 billion. Now here's the cut line under 3 billion. 26 of the Las Vegas Raiders. Then the Green Bay Packers. The Steelers are 28th. The Seahawks 29th. Miami's 30th. Atlanta. Falcons are 31. Ravens 32. Vikings 33. Man City is 34. Indy Colts are 35. The Clippers are 36. Chelsea's 37 in soccer. Tie for 38 with the Brooklyn Nets, the L.A. Chargers. 40, the Houston Rockets. 41 uh, place tie, uh, Carolina, Panthers, Dallas Mavericks, and the Mets, who are 2.4 billion. Jacksonville Jaguars are 44th. What? The Jags. Now that's Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs are 45th. Saints 46, Arsenal 47, Arizona Cardinals 48, St. Louis Baseball Cardinals 49, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 49. For some odd reason, the Tennessee Titans, Cleveland Browns, and the Cincinnati Bengals did not make the list. (laughs) You know what's frightening, Matt? What's that? He said before this that he's just going to wing it, do it from his head. (laughs) Tell me you didn't have that all memorized in your head. 
Oh, no, no. What happened was we were in the commercial break, and I, I, I said, oh, that's an interesting article, and I looked it up. I said, that'd be a good oh, first okay. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I, no, no. I didn't think so. No, no, no. No, no, no. I was, I was just scrolling through during the commercial break, and I said, hey, that'd be a, a fun informational opening question. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't that's, be surprised that, if you do them all. So. No, that's why, that's why I said, hey, I'll go first, because I thought, that's pretty cool. Uh, All right, I have right. one from Chris Elio. Actually, he sent this to me a, a couple weeks ago. I got a chance to. Oh, uh, the Mets, the Mets, the Jets. <laughs> uh, it is NFL related, not Jets though. What is the oldest franchise in the NFL? It's kind of a trick question. Well, the the, the Decatur, the Decatur Staleys are now the Chicago Bears. I think Detroit. Arizona Cardinals. Because they're the Chicago Cardinals? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, they've changed. They're like banks. Now they change, you know, change every couple of years. So. Yeah, because, I mean, my, my three choices were the Cardinals, the Packers, and the Bears. So I went with George House, the Decatur Staley, so... Detroit's been around a while, haven't they? Yeah, they were the Portsmouth Spartans. They were the they were the Portsmouth Spartans, but they I don't think they were part of the first year. Okay, my my first trivia. It's more of a question. Who or I'm not now who? What is your favorite football movie of all time? Favorite football movie of all time. Yep. <laughs> Jeez, Matt, and uh, stick right out. Remember the Titans? That's, good That's really good. That's a really good one. Let's see, Rudy's out because he was offside. Um, something for Joey. I knew you'd say that. The John Capaletti <laughs> story. Yep. Also a good I'm one. Torn. Mine is, I love Rudy, and the other one is replacement players. I just the replacements like is actually, I think, very good. I think oh, the replacements God, I is good. I watch that over and over again. I, I think it's really good. Uh, you know about yeah. Rudy? When you see the establishing shot of the game... Yep. And you hear the music in the background. That's the Penn State Blue Band. It was the 1992 Penn State Notre Dame game. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, they informed us that day that they were filming for Rudy around campus, so we knew going in that they were going to do that. I'll be darned. That's a very good movie. Very well done. Yeah. No, no, it's really well done, but he's offside. All right. Um... <laughs> See, my actual favorite is Invincible. Oh, because of Vince Papali. Absolutely. Mark Wahlberg. Terrific movie. Boy, Mark Wahlberg. Job. See, that's what I thought Matt was going to say. Yeah. yeah I See, went to that movie with Mom at the theater. We saw it in the yeah. theater. Well, you, know what I think is good? you know what I think is good in that movie is Greg Kinnear is Dick Vermeil. Yes, I agree. Yep. You know, Hoosiers is oh. another good one, too. I do like Gene Hackman. Yeah. That pig around the picket fence. <laughs> Any given Sunday, that's good. Brian's song, 
Yeah. There's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, no, an interesting question. Good conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, Steve, it's your turn, I think. Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's think of a good one here. Who did Roger Maris hit his 61st home run off of? Oh. It's a Yankee-related question. I try to look uh, at two Yankee no, fans and relate know. the question to two Yankee fans, and I get nothing. <laughs> that is embarrassing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jim Bowden. <laughs> Matt? Yeah, what he said, Jim Bowden. Luke Catrillo, no. Uh, it is <laughs> Tr- Tracy Stollard of the Red Sox. Who? There you go. Tracy Stollard. Oh, yeah, good old Tracy. Well, I could have asked you about who Babe Ruth hit his 60th off of. <laughs> I'll be prepared next time. <laughs> Tom Zachary of the Washington Senators, but I mean, you know, I mean, I look. It's not. Is it good that I know more Yankee trivia than the Yankee fans? <laughs> That's a good one. Who's won more no, World Series? No, no, no. This is what. This is a great one. The Red Sox. I go to the World Series in 2004, right? And the Red Sox win. And so I, I call him on the phone because I'm excited. It was a great experience, the whole thing. And he says, Steve, the 27th was the most difficult to win. <laughs> and I said to him, and I said to him, I can assure you in no uncertain term after 86 years, I said, the sixth one's the hardest one to win. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, was, he was so he was so funny that night. Nice. Steve, Steve, this, the twenty seventh one's the hardest one to win. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> that was such a good line. <laughs> I hate the Red Sox. The Red Sox can't lose. I watch the Red Sox. I'd rather watch the Red Sox lose than watch the Yankees win. I'll be a, well, you're going you're to have a lot of fun this year because they are not good. <laughs> I know. They, I'll tell you right now, their pitching equals the three of us. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. They're lucky the Mets Ooh. couldn't hit with the bases loaded at all in that game last night. Ooh. Anyway, after retiring as a player, with which team did baseball great Babe Ruth spend one year as a coach? The Brooklyn Dodgers. Brooklyn Kev? Dodgers. That's yeah. correct. The Dodgers. Yep. All right, I guess that was a layup. <laughs> All right, so then where did Babe Ruth hit the final three home runs of his career? It was the same game. That's why it was final three. Cincinnati, okay. Uh, Boston? Uh, Forbes Field, Pittsburgh. Uh, He was playing for the Boston Braves. And a nine-year-old Fran Fisher was brought to the game by his father and witnessed it. How about that? Wow. That's cool. Another fun one today. That was a good one today.
I mean, as long as the as long as the king had fun, I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to Brewer. I'm going to go to Brewers Outlet on Wednesday when I'm in town. You have to pick one up for me. Give me a slushy, man. Oh, I can't wait to try that. I want a strawberry Woo. slushy. Awesome. I'm, I'm hitting the course tomorrow to get warmed up for Wednesday. Oh, I'm playing tonight. Well, you guys have a great week. You too, King. Great. Great weekend, everybody. Thanks for being with us here in the Sunbury Motor Studio.